Welcome to the Rush Hour. Your daily dose of pop culture and entertainment news for your Rush Hour ride. Work sucks, but your commute doesn't have to. Buckle up and enjoy the drive with your host, stand-up comedian and power recapper, Dave Neal. All right, let's dive right into it. Tons of content to get to. It's Dave Neal. This is Bachelor Rush Hour, the afternoon edition, Tuesday, Giving Tuesday, November 28th, 2023. Hope everyone's having a fantastic day. Can you believe it's almost December? Holy cow, we're in that purgatory. Do you put Christmas music on? Do you do the lights yet? If you're like my wife, we started in July. Uh, That's right. Uh, A lot of Christmas joy over here in my neck of the woods. I'm going to share some updates for uh, revolving the fallout from the Nate story, the Bachelorette fallout that happened regarding Nate Olakoya and also Blake Horstman. Uh, we have some updates regarding him and a Clayton Eckert update regarding the paternity scandal that is shocking Bachelor Nation. Also, Special Forces. We already look, I mean, if you haven't watched Special Forces, I guess I'll save my coverage for the end of this episode. I'll give you a fair spoiler warning. So if you are watching it tonight and you don't know who who wins uh i'll save that for the end don't worry i live on the west coast and one of our audience members spoiled it for me last night yup they said oh blah 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 did you see blah 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 one and i said you just spoiled it for me and they were like oh i feel bad i'm like well, what did you want? I mean, you know what I mean? Like, you want me to feel good that you spoiled it for me? I waited this whole time, not spoiled, and then they ripped it out of the rug. Anyway, so we'll get into who won, who lost, and all of that. Anyway, uh, there's an Instagram account that has not credited me for our interview with Nate, which again, not a big deal. Uh, it was a top story on Us Weekly, Yahoo, and all these other hooligans posted about it. But this one account shared all the information, clipped out the parts that that uh, you know credit me, and then someone in the comment section just dogging us. They said, "Go away, Nate and Dave Neal. They most they must both be feeling unloved by the public, so they come up this crap to make Michelle look bad." They brought up months ago, and now Nate wants to bring this up. Get the f out, Nate, and take Dave Neal at you. Trash post at its finest. <laughs> And then my response was, hey, Sally, a lot of aggression here. Everything okay? And then, you know, the way you win the internet is to always comment less than the other person. Uh, The true winner is whoever comments the least. And then Sally responds and says, actually, I'm doing great. I'm not desperately seeking attention by putting out C-list YouTube podcasts with D-list has-been Bachelor contestants to make myself relevant because my stand-up career is mediocre. Happy holidays. Oh, she hit me with the happy holidays. And I responded, well, I guess my point was made here. Yikes. Have a good day, Sally. Wow. We've got a lot of anger out there in Bachelor Nation. Can you imagine to anybody who watched my conversation with Nate, could you imagine if that came off like wildly hateful? Now, look, obviously Nate's got bitterness, but I don't, I'm not in the story. Don't make me part of the story. I was just interviewing the guy. And also, uh, to defend the, uh, the, the the good name of the Bachelor Power Recapper here, uh, we, we, we I tried to steer it in a direction that said, oh, you know, like sometimes just people don't work out, whatever. But uh, obviously, Nate, uh, and probably rightfully so, feels bitterness that the audience, you know, made him out to be the bad guy. And my whole point with these interviews is just to remind people that in most cases, there is no bad guy. Everyone's trying the best with the information they have. Quick update on Blake Horstman. Okay, so we made a video today. 
Uh, we talked about this yesterday. Over the weekend, um, a podcaster who is a former Bachelor producer said, oh, I saw Blake on Raya, he, which is a, you know, a, a dating app. And he's, of course, pr- uh, pregnant with his uh, upcoming baby. They're due a little bit before my wife and I, uh, by about a month or so. Uh, so we're excited for them. And you know, I've conversed with Blake. We've seen the raw deal that he got on Bachelor in Paradise when they really soft me to him. He had to provide receipts to kind of vindicate himself. We've always been on the side of uh, speaking your truth. I also believe he was being sued by Bachelor producers over his own defense of himself. I don't know what happened with that lawsuit, but I know it was a six-figure lawsuit. Uh, Maybe it was dropped. I don't really know. Uh, But either way, you know, the guy's trying to go to ultrasounds and take care of his girl and make sure everything's fine and get the nursery made. And then this story comes out that he's on Raya. He immediately posts an Instagram saying, hey, yeah, my account randomly popped back up after I bought a new phone. And people say, oh, I can't believe that happens. And oh, how, you know, you, you mean to tell me he hasn't delete, you know, he paid for it all this time. And, you know, my response to that is, I don't know, Occam's razor. It sounds plausible. It sounds believable. And uh, the only person that matters in this is him and his lady Giannina Gabelli from Love is Blind and they met together on All Star Shore. So as long as they're happy, it's my uh, duty, I believe, to sort of, you know, throw some water on this fire, not gasoline, water, just calm people down and say, you know what, look, it's it, it clearly was some sort of misunderstanding. If there was a scenario in which he was DMing people or whatever, maybe he learned not to do that. Maybe maybe it was, you know, who but but I truly believe the guy when he says, you know, big misunderstanding, you know, he, uh, how could he forget that he was paying for this for $10 a month? Look, when you're someone like Blake, he's probably making 6, 7, 800,000 a year. You don't think he's worried about a five, ten dollar a month payment? You know, I had the same thing happen to me with Peacock. I signed up for Peacock because my wife wanted to watch Harry Potter and it was on Peacock. Next thing you know, for two years I've been paying six ninety nine a month or whatever the case may be. So it just uh, you know, I'm you know, I think there's an element of the internet that wants to find the bad, that wants to see the sinister motivations, that wants a cover up. We you know, we wanna believe in Sasquatch. Maybe it's real, you know what I mean? But sometimes if you want to defend flat earth, you've gone too far. Some conspiracies, JFK was shot. Uh, some things actually prove to be true. You know, Tuskegee, there's different conspiracies that prove to be true. The Blake Horseman snooping around Raya, which is essentially a public platform. It's, it's, it's private in the sense that it's an exclusive community, but there's probably 100,000 people on there. You think he's just going to snoop around that way and, and, uh, and potentially ruin his relationship? I, I don't buy it, folks. That's where I stand. Uh, okay, we're going to get to the updates on the Clayton Eckerd case, and there are a lot of them. That's coming up next. All right, we made a YouTube video which outlined all of the ways in which Jane Doe, who is taking Clayton to court in different ways, uh, the uh, we made an update on how she's lost the last six attempts that she's made in the court system. I'll briefly go over those with you. I got a whole 20-minute version, but let's go over the Spark Notes version. The last thing she won was an order of protection against Clayton. After that, she lost her injunction against harassment against him. Well, Well, I should say he won his injunction against harassment against her. Um, Then she had her intentional infliction of emotional distress uh, essentially thrown out by the judge. The judge dismissed it. Nobody won there, which is a loss for her. She was claiming $40,000 worth of damages in Greg Gillespie's 
lawsuit because as she was saying he inflicted all this distress onto her judge didn't buy it so that's 0 for 2 the next one she lost her temporary restraining order against me 0 for 3 um, the judge cited first amendment rights issues and now i've got an injunction against harassment hearing on her but that'll that'll that's yet to be determined if she loses that we're just going to add that to her losing record right now um, she also filed paperwork with scottsdale police after her intentional infliction of emotional distress was thrown out to continue a lawsuit against Greg Gillespie. Uh, we don't know exactly what she was um, alleging in that paperwork, but that police report I've requested, uh, which I would have to pay for, but uh, as long as it's a reasonable fee, we are willing to throw some money to find out what, in, in fact, she's actually um, accusing him of. But because uh, no Paper, because there have been no filings in the court system, I'm counting that as a loss, 0 for 4. Uh, the fifth thing here, Clayton was accused of violating a restraining order against her two weeks ago, and I'm assuming she lost that. Uh, we know that she... Um, was accusing him of violating his restraining order because remember she won an order of protection against him. Um, but, um, she actually said this in an email where she threatened to, uh, to tell other podcasters, don't talk about this. Don't share Dave's point of view. She says, and I quote, my intent is to sue for defamation, not just sue me, but sue anybody who has my opinion. Uh, but she did say, I have an order of protection against Clayton, which he has already violated. The detective on the case believes he has enough evidence that the DA will want to prosecute him and send it to him today. Now, that was from two weeks ago. So I'm guessing she doesn't have that inf that evidence and it wasn't uh, substantial enough for them to prosecute Clayton. I mean, honestly, all he would have to do is call her and that would violate the restraining order. Violation in Arizona of an order of protection is a class one misdemeanor. The defendant will be immediately detained pending a final decision by the judge regarding the release. Conviction of violating a protection order could include a maximum jail sentence of six months and maximum fine of $2,500 and an 84% surcharge. So let's count that as a loss for Jane Doe, 0 for 5. And then she actually threatened to sue me in Arizona, actually uh, for two different reasons. And, and so far, none of those lawsuits have reached my desk. She threatened to sue me for uh, covering the public video, which had her a court battle against Clayton, her injunction against harassment that she lost. And she's also threatened to sue me in Arizona on an injunction against harassment again, which she doesn't have jurisdiction because I live in California. So, Actually, looking at it, she's 0 for 7. If she was a baseball player, I'd say you need to go back to batting practice uh, because 0 for 7 is pretty bad. And especially this being after she won many a different cases against different people. Uh, now, uh, as far as the court records go, not looking too good. Now, we discussed this on YouTube. I'm no lawyer, but there is such thing as a vexatious litigant, which is a title that is slapped on a people who basically file frivolous lawsuits without having evidence or information to back it up. Um, is that the case here? Well, uh, you know, most of her evidence is loose, circumstantial, doesn't involve actual dates things. I mean, these, this, these are things 
that the judges are telling me. So, or not telling me, but <laughs> I'm not on the payroll of the judges. These are the things that the judges are uh, saying in the court records, saying, look, you provided photos. We don't know the timestamps. We, we can't tie this to this person or that, you know. So, um, yeah, it's all sort of falling apart for her. And we've got all of your updates here. I posted on YouTube for anyone wondering the $10,000 retainer that I had to spend uh, to my lawyer. We have received a GoFundMe of just over $10,000 after court fees. It's slightly under, but either way, I appreciate everyone's generosity who has donated to the GoFundMe. I'll put a link in the comment section in the description below if anyone has been meaning to donate but hasn't yet already. Uh, so my court case was supposed to be yesterday, moved to December 18th, probably will be moved again. Um, as I guess this happens, they, they keep on pushing it when new information comes out. Uh, not really sure exactly the strategy there, but I'm fully cooperating. I'm fully looking into all of the ways to defend myself, not just for this uh, harassment hearing, but um, I'm anticipating that I'll be sued uh, in the future by her for multiple different things, uh, it, it, things that I don't even know about, but I'm just assuming that's going to be the case because that's the case with the previous uh, men that she's taken to court. So we're expecting that your, the best thing you can do is stay loyal to the channel. Keep keep listening, downloading. If you want to join Patreon, uh, uh, donate to GoFundMe. Those are the best ways you can help uh, see this thing through. We're not afraid to discuss it all. I just have to operate, and I've I've had plenty of conversations, you know, with my my pregnant wife and with family members and with lawyers. Uh, both lawyers on my payroll and lawyers just offer me advice. And it seems to be the best way for me to protect myself is to continue to speak my truth, to continue to cover this as accurately in, ad, in as good faith as possible and let the court system and let the public opinion play itself out. That's the best thing I can do. I appreciate everyone who's been there for me uh, as we continue to do this. Now, for the people that say, oh, Dave, you're asking for it by covering this. It's like, look, I guess I guess I've come to terms that those people will just exist. The people that think I'm the bad guy here because I've been sucked into this. Like the fact is we've made ourselves uh, sort of become the de facto YouTube Bachelor News channel. Like, this is what it's become. People expect me to cover these types of things. Even stories like Blake Horstman's. I'm going to cover it, but I'm going to give my opinion on it, too. And I think in some ways we uh, blur the line between what is journalism and what is opinion. You know, there's plenty of shows like on Fox News that, and same thing with CNN and everywhere else, that are opinion political shows. They're giving you their opinion on what's going on out there. And with this Clayton Eckerd v. Jane Doe, you have to get both. You have to understand what's my opinion and you have to parse that and understand what I'm sharing as objectionable facts, which is what's in the court system. So-and-so said this, so-and-so said that. If I share that as fact, that's what I'm sharing it as. And if I'm having an opinion based on the information I'm sharing, that's my opinion. I don't mean to be overly redundant with all of this, but it, it's just important that I continue to give you guys updates. Maybe they won't be daily, but at least give you weekly updates, letting you know where this all stands. As we've said, sunlight's the greatest disinfectant, and we will not let this story go dark without any sort of justice it deserves. 
All right. Well, Taylor Swift is back from Brazil. She lands in the trusty city of Kansas City to see Travis Kelsey after her Brazil gigs. We love a good Taylor Swift update. She's finally back in the States and reportedly ready to spend the rest of the holidays with her boyfriend, Travis Kelsey. Uh, Us Weekly cites sources as saying the singer landed in Kansas City Monday, just a day after her last show in San Paulo, wrapped on Sunday. Remember, she had to rearrange her Thanksgiving plans and wasn't able to be with him over the past week or so oh boy we love a good tay tay uh spotting so good for her all right well i'm gonna get into special forces i'll give you one more update on p diddy before we do special forces so let's uh just giving you the chance if you want to tune out for the spoiler i'm giving you that heads up right now it's coming up next uh p diddy steps aside as chairman of revolt in temporary move uh Uh, Puff Daddy, Sean Combs, isn't about to let issues in his personal life take down the successes in his professional life, making the difficult decision to temporarily step aside from his role as chairman at Revolt. Uh, So again, they're coming after his money. Uh, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. As reported, Puff Daddy was quick to settle a lawsuit brought by Cassie with an amicable resolution where she accused him of sexual assault, abuse, and human trafficking. I can't imagine you quickly settle a lawsuit if you are not guilty of those things, but that's the way it works. Sometimes it's better to settle a lawsuit than have things dragged out in court. Sadly, that's how uh, people in high positions of power get away with things. I don't know if that's the case here, but all eyes are watching to find out. All right, we'll be back right after a break and we'll get into special forces. All right, we've got the winners of season two of Special Forces, a show that I really enjoy. I liked season one. Um, it's not about winning every challenge. It's about having the sort of mental fortitude to get through it all. It's a bit strange in the finals. You know, they do these sort of tests where they, you know, you have to you go through some psychological operation where they try to break you down. And when they're about to take your life, you have to know and then give up your sources. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a little bizarre, but just get Getting to the final is pretty big. And we have Special Forces Season 2 winners, Tyler Cameron and Nick Vial admit Bachelor Nation prepared them for the show. By the end of Special Forces Season 2, only three celebrities were left standing. Two of the winners open up about the grueling final test and following in Hannah Brown's footsteps. I know, I think it's very funny that this show, uh, which, you know, is on Fox, so it's not affiliated with ABC, that the first two seasons, the winners, cockroaches, some might call them, are Bachelor Nation royalty, Hannah Brown and Nick Vial, and now Tyler Cameron. Now, if you had to ask me who of all the people that were on Special Forces that I would want to be stuck in a situation with, it is 1,000% Tyler Cameron. Now, Nick did a really good job, but Tyler Cameron is younger, stronger, you know, he's, uh, like, like he crushed all of the challenges. There were literally challenges where other people had, you know, he was carrying the literal boatload of, of all of the, uh, uh, you know, physical labor as it existed. Nick did a great job too. Um, and, uh, Tom Sandoval actually withdrew right before the finale, which to be quite honest, I wanted to see Tom Sandoval win. As you know, yesterday I said, if anyone could last this for a long time it's him because of all that he's had to deal with again his own doing his own cause I thought he would have made it to the end Uh, but I got to tell you 
you know, they, they do these like things where they make you wait in a holding cell with, uh, they, they put a bag over your head and they put like loud music and sounds of babies crying. Imagine, imagine the levels of stress that that does to you. I mean, who knows out there? Either way, uh, we're going to hear what Tom Sandoval had to say. I'll play a clip from him. Uh, but the, uh, yeah, so, uh, Two of the three winners were Tyler Cameron and Nick Vial and Aaron Jackson. She's the gold medalist uh, speed skater who, I got to be honest, she pretty much failed every test, but she stuck around. She didn't quit, and I guess that's just as important as winning or failing a test. Nick admitted that being cold, the stress positions, the noises that he faced during interrogation felt like torture. Yeah, and it is torture. Yeah, that's that's a form of torture. He added, with the bag over your head, you lose sense of time. You're a bit delusional. You just don't know how much longer you have to put up with the pain. I think that was the challenge for me. It's just like, I think I can do this. I don't know if I can do this, but how much longer do I have to do this? I would never want to do that part again. Tyler Cameron revealed that being cold struck a genuine fear in him. I remember in the second interrogation, I was so scared that it was just going to find ways to just make me cold and torture me more because I was just trying my best to find ways to get warm and I couldn't. That was my genuine fear. I'm just going to get colder and colder and colder and I did. It was miserable. It was the worst thing I've ever been through. The Bachelorette alumni said, yeah, they were kind of like, not water, Waterboarding them, but pouring water on them as they stood up in the cold. I mean, it, it looked way more brutal than season one. Season one, Hannah Brown season was in the heat. I don't know. Like I've said before, I'd rather uh, I'd rather do the heat than the cold. Um, Nick had noted that he hasn't had the chance to talk with Hannah Brown about special forces just yet. He said it was cool when we all got done to realize that the three people of Bachelor Nation have all been successful on special forces. If nothing else, it makes you realize that what we did on The Bachelor really, I guess, affected us in ways that somehow prepared us for this. I'm going to have more on this story tomorrow on the YouTube channel. I have a few clips coming your way. But here's what Tom Sandoval had to say about how special forces was his saving grace. No phone, no haters, no drama. Have a listen. Special Forces, I, I didn't really... One of the good things about it is, besides when they brought that shit up, I mean, I wasn't really thinking about it too often, you know, or only unless when somebody else brought it up. I was... That was one of the, the beauty of that situation was being able to just focus on the things in front of you, you know, no phones, no anything, no contact with the outside world. You know, you're just, you're just there worried about the people next to you and what you have to do. Well, coming off of it, yes, I felt really good. I felt like it was exactly what I needed in my life in that moment. It was such a, um, <clears throat> you know, it just, I just felt consumed by this scandal and it was a way to go and work hard at something or do something that didn't have to do with that. All right. So that's Tom Sandoval kind of saying he, he was able to get out of his own way, essentially. Uh, we'll have more on his uh, journey on Special Forces along with more Special Forces conversation tomorrow. Uh, but look at this, folks. I got breaking news. Do you guys want some breaking news? Let me get the breaking news button ready, folks. Here it is. I just received information from Scottsdale Police. 
Uh, as you guys know, I mentioned earlier, I asked for the court records to find out what the heck is being filed against Greg Gillespie in the in the other aspect of the Jane Doe v. Clayton Eckerd uh, paternity scandal. And it looks like Scottsdale Police wants $5 to get the request for the uh, records from the court case that is 23-019. Uh, Dot, dot, dot. I'm not going to share the full court case with you guys, but I tell you what, I'm going to donate $5 of my time here and pay for the court papers. You'll be the first to know what they say. It's public, folks. I actually, you know, she was trying to sue me um, in Arizona for talking about this, but I'm, I'm, I'm going through all the proper, you know, channels to, to, to be a okay journalist. You know what I mean? I'm not going to pretend to be uh, like a fancy guy out here. I'm trying my best, but this is, uh, this is the reason you got to do these types of things, you know, prevent them from happening in the future. All right, well, I'll give you updates once that $5 goes through, uh, you know, the cost of a cold brew coffee is going to get me some court documents. So you'll get the, uh, you'll get that information as it comes out. We'll continue to pursue that with all means possible. And um, I, I appreciate everyone uh, for sticking around here. Thank you guys all so much. And I'll be back first thing in the morning with more bachelor rush hour. Have a good one, everybody. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review on Apple podcasts. And if you didn't, don't join the free facebook group dave neal's community got cash become a premium member at patreon.com slash dave neal link in the description below and don't forget to follow dave on instagram at d neals for upcoming stand-up shows see you tomorrow on the rush